0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Youth Critic Podcast on the Youth Critic Network. hello everyone welcome to the youth critic podcast i am your host kale smith joining me this week is david weiser from film assessment hey everybody
1: it's good to be back
0: uh we are running a bit behind but it's that's just you know uh i've been busy and uh that's why we haven't been able that's why we didn't record on monday however um david what movie are we talking about this week
1: George Miller's uh, new movie, 3,000 Years of Longing.
0: My name is Alethea. My story is true. I am a solitary creature by nature. I have no children, no siblings, no parents. I did once have a husband. If there is fate, who can say, but in the Grand Bazaar of Istanbul, I chose a memento. That's not that's not how you pronounce uh, Furiosa, David. <laughs> or or Mad Max Fury Road uh two or fury warrior or whatever. Um <laughs> no, but yes, we are talking about three thousand years of longing. It's the new George Miller movie. Uh, and yes, that's correct. That's celebrated uh australian director uh george miller of mad max fame happy feet fame babe fame um, three witches of eastwick fame all those fames. okay but yes it's a new movie it's out it's got idris Silva, until the swinton uh you know in the leads and uh david but just go ahead and tell us what you think of uh, three thousand years of longing.
1: So I was a little let down because I found it um, emotionally very cold. That was my biggest uh, detractor for me. Like there was a lot of the filmmaking that I was like absolutely in love with, a lot of cool transitions, um, great editing, um, beautiful cinematography and visual effects. Um, like it it was it was just like the performances and script kind of left me feeling a little cold in respect to these two lead characters and their characterization. Like I, I got the gist of what their character, what the their purposes were, and like what the narrative was trying to tell and like the theme of the movie. And kind of like I understood all that, I just found it so cold that I like didn't really emotionally invest in the story. I guess.
0: Um, okay, uh, that's interesting because I really did. I bought into it very, very hard. Uh, I will kind of like. So here's what I'll say just to throw some of my criticism out of the way and of course i did not see it again since i saw it a week ago so i don't maybe my views won't change a bit but some of the nitpicks i did find was i didn't really understand the stuff that was happening in the beginning of the movie where the kind of illusions i didn't i oh I, yeah those were kind of like i didn't and you kind of forget about them like as you're watching the movie uh, anyway so I it didn't really hinder but it was just a thing that I was just like was this for a trailer what was this (laughs) um and then uh like the moment Idris Elba just kind of pops out of the bottle here uh I really think the story comes alive like it really it's fascinating that this is a 60 million dollar fantasy where we have flashbacks But most of like this, like 60% of the story contains in one room with these two characters. So you kind of almost have like a play going on at the same. And then once we get out of the flashbacks, it's an even more contained place. Like there's more cutaways to different locations, but it's very much more, it's still very much stationary in her home in London uh, when we go back to London. So But no, I fell for this very hard, and it's kind of hard for me to describe because it just hit me in a way that only someone like George Miller who possibly could, because this is a big fantasy film uh, that's got you know that spans three thousand years of storytelling, and but also weaves these very powerful character stories within that, that then um, kind of, you know, all combine and lead to the end of the second act, which is the fir- the coveted first wish. Uh, and the first, and this, yeah, you know what, actually I'll stop there. What did you think of the first wish?
1: I didn't have a problem with the wish per se, but once like, are we, are we spoilers or?
0: Yes, let's do spoilers. Cause we, we've okay. already asked this question. So.
1: Um, so like the way that like, so she asks him more or less like to saying like, I wish that you would love me the same way you love blah, blah, blah. Someone from the past or whatever. Um, so she basically wants that devotion from him and I think that in of itself that desire is well established by the fact that she's very um, secluded and alone the very um, introverted person as we're kind of introduced to her and so that's not my issue like the idea of the wish it's more so like what comes of it like it feels like it feels like almost Tom Swinton and Idris Elba are both fantastic actors, but it didn't feel like they had like a romantic chemistry and it felt like once she made the wish that he was just kind of like, okay, I am now in love with you. And he was just kind of had this stoic presence that was just felt very awkward. And this is kind of where I'm getting at where it felt emotionally cold. Like we're being told that these two people are now in love with each other. I mean, I guess in a way, kind of like she's forcing him to like, which is in of itself, like a little strange. Um, but like, I didn't buy into that love.
0: Okay. Um. Okay. So let me try and think here. I do so when i saw this movie uh a week ago at the promo screening i there was an audience and it divided the it divided the room basically it literally like you could feel people being like no 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 no, or just taken aback you know like it, it like the reaction was extremely strong my reaction to the first wish where she chooses, where she want desires Jen to be her lover. And not only be her lover, but be a lover in the way he was to, uh, I don't even remember the names. But, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, to this other woman. Um, so it's, in that choice, like it's a choice that's so her choosing that, and then realizing later on that it was a mistake, or what she was asking was too much. But the Jin would not do it because he's got to fulfill the wish of being a lover.
1: Yes, I I understood that. I, I was just like, their connection didn't feel genuine to me.
0: You mean the connection that uh, he's in? He's, he's in... <laughs>
1: enslaved into loving her, and like it just kind of is this awkward like yeah. dynamic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it is. It, it it really is. Like now that now that we're saying it, it feels like it is. Or, uh, but the reason why it works, and the reason why I still go with Alethea on her journey her new found journey because this is a woman who has been solitary and has been in this crisis of you know of wanting someone that can propel her for better or worse uh you know someone who sees her as you know it's the idea of fantasy it's this kind of quote-unquote like sort of fanta like a fantasy of a male you know of a male lover someone and jen just does that for her and i think what's so great about that scene is when the first wish happens uh like you can tell like every line of dialogue is very specific you know she's questioning the insanity of it she's you know asking she's asking is it possible and unbeknownst to Jen, he didn't realize he was about to enter into a relationship in a world where there's a lot of electromagnetivity and that could really the system up. So I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's just like when the ending happens like, and she chooses for her third wish to let him go it's this powerful realization and also it's the conclusion of the cautionary tale like can she desire true love true compassionate love and she realizes in the end it's a gift That love is a gift you can't pick and choose you can't you know it it's a gift given to you. Um, so, and that's how I, I don't know. Like I, I, it's a lot more emotional and a lot more like d- dramatic to me. But it, like I, everything worked. Does everything kind of just worked. Um, what about for you? Like what? What other stuff worked for you?
1: Oh, I was going to talk about things that didn't work.
0: <laughs> oh, no, never mind. Yeah, okay. do that then. Sorry. Um, So, like, a good
1: third of the movie, I would say. So, like, we were talking about flashbacks and kind of is, like, more or less, like, exposition dump from from the gin of, here's my uh, story of how I became to be where I am right now, and this is, like, here's all my previous owners, blah, 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 blah. And, like, it's, it kind of reminded, you You brought up like that it spans 3,000 years of history, really, of 3,000 years of storytelling, really. And it, it brought an interesting kind of comparison to mine where I kind of found it, I, I responded to it similarly than I, that I did to like The Eternals, which had a similar goal in mind. I'm not saying it had the same message or anything like that, but the same goal in mind and the same ambition. Yeah, the same ambition of telling this story over thousands of years and um, kind of giving you little bits and pieces of what happened in that history, but it just becomes a little too ambitious for what it's trying to accomplish. And it kind of like, it felt like it was kind of stepping on its own, stepping on itself almost at times where it's like, he... uh, in this narration um he is most of throughout most of these uh of his like kind of reiterating of these stories he's like a passive character in them and then he's like the his characterization in the movie is more or less hey i need you to make a wish uh hey i need you make a wish oh you made the wish now i'm basically your slave and um oh now i'm dying or whatever the fuck and then oh now i'm free you know like that's more or less his characterization over the course of the movie and just kind of when he's trying to get her a wish he's like telling her these stories of what happened to him previously and how he got there and like then when you're hearing these stories like you're just kind of like like it seems interesting like it it interested me at first where I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of curious to see what happened here, blah, blah, blah. But then it just kind of feels like anticlimactic almost, except I was more interested in like, uh, I guess his second or third uh, owner, the, the one that um, he fell in love with, I found that more compelling than the first one or like that first stretch of history especially the part part where he's just kind of stuck in the bottle trying to summon the people and then there's like this whole other thing going on and you're just like okay what does this have to do with anything he's just trying to get them here so he can make his wish and be free whatever okay but it like it kind of just goes on and on and you're just kind of like uh.
0: okay <laughs> That's fair, but here's the thing. We wouldn't have gotten the story about the storyteller who, like, calms down the murderous psychopathic king or whatever. Uh,
1: And I mean, I definitely got that, like, one of the messages this movie's trying to hammer home, and it kind of beats you over the head with it, is like the power of storytelling, which is like a nice idea that I definitely find I could resonate with. But like the way it's conveyed in this movie, it just feels like it's just like so ham-fisted to me.
0: Well, it is funny that the in because so- like her, like
1: literally Tilda Swinton's character, like her, her, she's like um, an a narratologist. Narrati- yeah, in narrative, which is like, is that even a real career? Did you just pull this out of your ass, like
0: really? I mean David there there is such there is such a thing as demonology so I I don't know I I don't know what I I don't know what you know, I guess narratology would work I guess but no I, but you're right there, she is a narratologist which or a professor in narratology which yay great she must be really popular with the other professors um, in English, uh, but no. So I, I do. I, what I was gonna say earlier is like, there is a song called "Cautionary Tale" that plays at the end credits. But when you hear the movie, it's in like the the native language of the Jin or whatever. But when you hear the song, it really is like "Cautionary Tale." You know, is this? you know, true, whatever. So, I mean, I understand, like, it is a very hand-fisted, but I think it's all, the hand-fistedness is all kind of linked to this, to the idea of, you're right, storytelling is, you know, the the power of storytelling, but it's also like, wrapping around of, like, how we communicate these stories and how um, like. I just lost, I'm losing it. Uh, But, but here's the thing. It's like, it's all tying itself together to, you know, tying each story to the stories of humanity, the stories of, you know, of, you know, appropriated cultures. Like it's taking all these stories and turning and connecting it to the story of Alethea. Cause jen is constantly like you know talking about all these stories that you know end wrong because of of desires and here alathea falls you know for the trap of being a you know wanting love and that being her desire and the only way she sees the problem in her ways is seeing the very thing that you know she cares for the very person she cares for going to dust. Like, that, like, that's this, like, I think that's how it all is connecting it together. It's all little traces of what Alethea does to Jin in the last, like, 40% of the movie. Even though Jin is still, like, through electromagnetic waves, like, able to, like, go to Iceland, go to, you know, different places and experience still the beauty. But again, he's still... Trapped with Althea, but he's tr- powered himself to think he's in love with her. So yeah, um, trying to think of other stuff. Oh, Junkie Excel score. This is a lot different. Okay, the... I
1: I will give I'll give him that. This is a pretty great score.
0: <laughs> it's so different from what he's normally done, but it's so beautiful. It's operatic. It's I mean stunning. Um, also, this might be John Seal's last movie as a cinematographer, because uh, he's not coming back for uh, Furiosa. Uh Great work here. I love the visual style. Um, I don't know, like I was into this movie all the way through. like, and then by the end, I was just like, I was overwhelmed by the the emotion of like what the ending represented. So it, it's, but talking it out is interesting. Uh, now. It felt,
1: I don't know. It felt like an execution, like it kind of George Miller, not, not to say George Miller, George Miller rarely fumbles the bag, but it felt like an execution. He kind of fumbled it a little. Like there's a lot of interesting ideas here.
0: hmm i understand i mean the and when i mean the last 40 percent, i mean we really go through it might even be we're past the hour mark when you know we finally get past the first wish and then like and then everything kind of feels like truncated like and then i thought it
1: was interesting the second and third wish are like within like a minute two minutes of each other like it's like a really short span of time for those last two wishes, and it felt like it was almost too condensed at that point of the like it felt like the third act of this movie like i could have like I, I i wish that would have been elongated more and maybe kind of you condense a little bit of the um backstory exposition dump
0: <laughs> or just exp- for me it would be just expand the second half i mean this movie isn't that long like it's only an hour and 48 so it you could have i think could have had a little bit more ending and shown a little bit more to kind of dig the heels deeper of the tragedy of the cautionary tale um but i do but i mean just i don't know like just something about whatever this movie is currently as it is it like it overwhelmed me with emotion because of just how much like how much power tilda swinton's last line just has and then of course we see her sometime later after she's freed uh jen with the third wish she wishes for his freedom um I do think it that, you know, a little bit of dialogue, that little bit, uh, or that monologue, and them walking away on the Eternals Hill, uh, the hill in where the ending of Eternals is. Um, and just being like, you know, it, yeah, that's all there needs to be said. And I, and I think that's just because Miller probably, Miller is very much a tight filmmaker. Like a lot of his movies are very tight. So I guess, I mean, this is, yeah, this is as tight as it could get. But I mean, I understand the need for it to be a little bit more expanded out some more. Sorry, yeah. All right, is there anything else on three thousand years of longing?
1: There were there were some parts that made me like laugh pretty hard though, like I remember like the way that um like so one thing i did appreciate in like the like whole like oh trying to coax someone to come find the bottle is that when it's finally found it's because that woman just like fell on the stone and broke it <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely um and, and then there, there, was, w- <laughs> there was something else i'm
1: trying to remember you, you can go
0: yeah, no, 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 that, that's it. Like, she was, and then the wish is he's back in a bottle. That's pretty funny. Um, But no, go, go ahead, what else?
1: Then there was something, like, about, like, if you have sex with a djinn, like, you gain some supernatural ability or something. Like, I was like, this is so silly.
0: yeah that's a funny that's a, that's kind of funny because in the three witches of eastwick um all of them all the witches like get their power or bring that get their the power out of them because they sleep with a a, a devil mm. so but yeah it, it but yeah that's for a conversation later um but no so yeah it's pretty funny and then I kind of like the idea. So there was the two women living in the house beside Althea. That was funny and a good like callback to the girl, the old older women of Infury in Fury Road. Mm Um. Other than that, I mean, I just I felt very strong when I saw it, and I wish I had some more time to see it again, but. I, like I probably will see it again very soon, but yeah, I just remember just being overwhelmed, and I can't quite describe it now. Now that it's out of, not as fresh in my head, um. Yeah, is there anything else we need to cover for three thousand years?
1: Um, I feel like George Miller might have a little bit of a fetish for uh larger women based on between like this and fury road you know uh
0: there's even more well i shouldn't say more but there is a a hint of that in which is a v-swick by the way uh so yeah no but no 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 but this is not you know there's nothing bad about this i want to be clear there's nothing bad about this but it is like an interesting thing he brings keeps recycling
1: it's like the tarantino foot fetish of of george miller's filmography
0: (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely it's it's just a fun detail to notice because uh, it's it's predominantly in his career um yeah uh then i i just i think that's everything for now for three thousand years of longing like it's it's a really good movie i can't wait for furiosa um this was a very beautiful movie from miller personally to me um And I, yeah, I mean, I, I, this is an intro, this is one of the more fascinating films on the side of everything everywhere all at once, or like the, those kind of movies where it's so like an anomaly, like that people shouldn't, people should kind of keep going to and, and seeing, but it's now like one of Hollywood's biggest bombs. Yeah dang it. Why did you open this at the end of August, MGM?
1: (laughs) With, like, virtually no marketing, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like,
1: like we both sought it out because of George Miller's name was attached to it. Like, it wasn't so much like, because of any of the marketing. I mean, I did see trailers for it
0: and stuff, but like... Mm -hmm no but i mean there i mean really it's been quiet social media wise i mean it's pretty much dead in the water and i was thinking like this would have been really good not that i want this movie delayed but this would have been really good counter programming at christmas next to avatar because it's a nice like there is a tragic irony in this movie but it's, it's still a very nice lovely love story that you can kind of wrap yourself in a blanket with. So, uh, like this would have been a really good Christmas release. Um, and you could have built it out. You know, could have had legs, that kind of thing. But yeah, I just this was a weird decision, MGM. Very weird. Um. All right. Oh, and this would make a great double. I. Do you think this would make a great double feature with Beast? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would be interesting
0: (laughs) all right very
1: different movies
0: very different you
1: you get that kind of tonal whiplash
0: yeah we go from a giant lion attacking um idris elba to uh he's now a a genie in a bottle and he's being attacked attacked
1: by a giant lion until then he becomes a giant djinn
0: Yes, he's reincarnated to be a djinn. Uh, and then later on, he's attacked by like a bug or something that pops out of a man's head. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, yep. Yeah. All right. So with that, David, where can the good people uh, find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at YZ underscore David. And then uh, if you want to check out, my blog, it's called Film Assessment.
0: Okay. Uh all the links in the description below. And you can find me on Twitter at movie kale. Uh we are still moving on with retrospectives. Uh Top Guns being pushed much later on. Uh because we it's just getting pushed for now. And but we do have Jaws on the horizon so that'll be next week's episode and stay tuned for some more updates as we kind of update the schedule you know move some things around because uh both the avatar and don't worry darling are opening the same weekend so it'd be weird to do both we'll see what we'll, we'll see what's going to happen with that uh thanks everyone we'll be back with you next week
1: Oh.
0: There's no story about wishing that is not a cautionary tale. We all have desires, even if they remain hidden from us. But it is your story and I cannot wait to see where it goes. Oh, how it might end. Hello. Hello. He'll be staying for a while.
1: I'm beginning to wish we'd never met. Don't say that!
0: Ah! Make a wish! Save yourself!
1: I have a wish.